Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, August 29th, i.e. the last day of summer break. I made it. I made it. I made it. And I only had to buy for fish, for fish. You guys, one of our fish died yesterday. Poor went out for midnight. I know a lot of you guys commented about that. We did go and replace midnight with honey. So now we have honey Oreo Barbie and Lightning. And these four are so damn cute. They're just running along. It's like real housewives of the fish land sitting in there. I've created storylines. I'm like, this one's in love with this one, but this one's gay. And this one um, hooked up with this one and they had an affair. This is the Raquel of them. Like it's, it's a whole thing. We're having a lot of fun with the fish. Welcome to the show. So many new subscribers. We hit 8,000 subscribers yesterday on YouTube. Woo. In fact, we're like a lot over that now. I want to say, I'm going to tell you exactly where we are right now. We're at 8,045 subscribers. So we we surpassed 8,000. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. I can't stress enough how important it is for me to uh, share my appreciation towards you every day. And if you haven't already subscribed, make sure to subscribe. And also, by the way, if you guys are listening to this on your podcast app or on Spotify, it's super easy just to give it a five-star rating. And if you want to write a review, that would be so incredibly kind. It really means so much to the show and to me, and I appreciate you guys. Um, thank you for being here on TikTok and on Instagram at This Is Donna Bowling. Let's get into the show. So I will be honest, I haven't watched Below Deck Down Under. I know that it came on yesterday and I tried to watch it last night, but I went out last night. I went back to my neighborhood restaurant, the sushi restaurant, and um, I met up with a girlfriend of mine who I've known since I was seven years old and my sister and we had so much fun and we chatted and we were like eating sushi and, you know, whatever, late into the night. So by the time I got home, I was exhausted. So I didn't get into Below Deck Down Under. And then, of course, when I woke up this morning, bam. Bam, get a DM, no, a text message from my my girl, Caitlin, from Besties by Bravo. I've been on her show. She's been on my show, and I will continue to do her show. So she's awesome, shouting her out. But she sent me a, a text, and she goes, okay, legitimate question. This was like at six this morning. Legitimate question. Has Bethany lost her mind? Like, actually, is Bethany insane? And I was like, what now? I was just talking to my friend yesterday, and I said, you know, I'm blocked on TikTok, so I don't see her stuff on TikTok. I just see if people are talking about her. And then on Instagram, I made the decision. I wasn't blocked, but I was following her because I you know, remember huge Bethany fan for years. But then I realized like she was coming up in my feed a lot. And I said, I don't really want, this was like over the weekend. I was like, I think I'm kind of done there. So I unfollowed her on Instagram. And I was telling my friend yesterday, I was like, it does feel nice, like just to kind of get that break. Like we had a little bit of a Bethany break over the weekend. You know, we didn't get a lot. And sure enough, she had to keep talking about it because Ariana released that podcast with Sheena last Friday, which was an amazing interview. And um, oh my God, the comment on TikTok. I have her blocked and I still can't escape her content. Listen, she knows what she's doing. She's a master marketer. She's a master, master marketer. And she knows exactly how to get us to keep talking. And the way that she does that is by triggering people. So 
it's like a weird – this reminds me a little bit of like a chicken and an egg kind of like – or maybe I'll, I'll, I'll liken it to my little boys. My boys fight because they poke the bear, right? Like that's what they say, right? Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. So like the older one will annoy the younger one, but then the younger one will hit the older one. And then the older one will scream at the younger one. And then the younger one will steal the older one's, you know – candy. And then the younger one will, the older one will go and like, you know, throw something at them. Like it's, it's like, it doesn't stop. So I feel like that's what's happening right now because obviously the conversation was there well, well before Bethany got involved, this Vanderpump rules conversation. And then when Bethany inserted herself into the conversation, now remember, we weren't talking about this as a Bethany story. We were just talking about Vanderpump and Scandival for like I said years because it feels like years. But we've been talking about, um, you know, her. We've been talking about Vanderpump since March. Like this has been a highly important conversation if you're obsessed with reality TV or pop culture. I mean, come on, Bethany got into the conversation in August because of interviewing Rachel. And so now it's part of the conversation. So this could be like with or without Bethany, we're going to be talking about it because if Rachel's going to go on any show, and like I told you, she could go on a show with my gardener and we would be talking about it. But here's the difference. Do you guys remember when Tom Sandoval went on Howie Mandel's show? We all talked about it. It was the craziest interview ever. We all talked about it. It was insane. And we all had so much to say, positive and negative, mostly negative, going to be honest. And we talked about it like strongly and heavily for about oh, maybe four days, five days, uh, three days. I don't even know. And then we never talked about it again because Howie removed himself from the conversation. Like Howie recognized that he put himself into waters that were not necessarily like calm right? He inserted himself into a conversation that he was not aware of. His poor podcast got wrecked. The The reviews and the rating went so down on his podcast. It's actually really sad. It, it may have been the number one podcast for that week, but it was ultimately a bad move for Howie Mandel. I think ultimately it, it was a bad look. So Howie was smart enough at least to say like, I am going to remove myself from this. I'm going to say, you know what? It was out of my league. I'm done. Let me go back to like talk to people that I know and understand and shows that I get and not this Vanderpump, you know, universe that is really, really, at least in that time, incredibly invested. So the difference there is that Rachel, Rachel, Bethany cannot and will not stop talking about it, no matter what. Like she will never not have a retort or a response. And I swear, I woke up this morning and I was like, I don't know if I can cover this anymore for two reasons. Number one, it feels like broken record shit, right? It feels like how many times can we say the sky is blue, the sky is blue, the sky is blue. Like we're saying the same things over and over and over. And number two, this is what she wants, right? Like the goal here for her is to get people talking. So I'm very, I'm waffling as a lot of you guys have said about me if I waffle, but I'm waffling because I want to give you guys what you want, which is to talk about it. But I also don't really want to talk about it. So I'm going to do like a little in between. I will say one thing. Bethany was incredibly, (laughs) she was incredibly hurt in this podcast episode. And anyone that has any emotional IQ 
any emotional ability. My friend who is my best friend who is a therapist listened to it and she kind of broke it down for me. I'm curious what like mental, you know, health people, like professional therapists, if they listen to what they hear. But it really, it's so interesting to me because it's, it feels like she is, um, yeah, I should have her on. That is actually interesting. Someone asked if I should have my therapist on. She's not my therapist, by the way. She's not actually my therapist. She's a best, my best friend who is a therapist. Um, but she loved Bethany too. And she watched Roni. Like this is the only Real Housewives she ever watched was Roni. So this is like crazy for her to watch too. And she was saying that, you know, what you have here is someone that is clearly like panicked because if you're you have to remember, Bethany has been in the public eye for 15 years, right? And we have been watching her and always loving her, no matter what. Bethany could do no wrong. Even when she was awful on the show, she was so funny. She was so entertaining. She was so smart. She was so quick-witted. She was so energetic. She really made that show and we loved her. And so when you are going through your life with so much adoration, public adoration, really huge public adoration. And still when she goes on to TikTok and stuff and she, you know, posts about cottage cheese or makeup, the the fans are coming in in droves, right? So why do creators create content? There's two reasons. And I'm saying this like, I, I don't fault her for this because I think I partially am, am this way too. I like the positive comments. Like it's nice. It feels good. And anyone that says that they don't is lying to you because I do believe that it feels really good when people like you. You may want people to talk about you, but I can guarantee that it doesn't actually feel good when people actively, loudly do not like you. There's a difference, right? Some people, I think, say as like a protection, as a kind of um, a, like a, like a strength, like a show of strength is like, I don't care if you're mad at me. I don't care. Bring it on. You hate me. Bring it on. I like it. I like it when you talk, when you're mean. I like it when you just, all you're doing is increasing my engagement. It feels good. Yeah. Bring it on. I don't actually know who out there really likes to be hated. Tell me if I'm wrong, you guys. Tell me if I'm wrong. I personally think that most people truly enjoy being liked. And the narrative is shifting. It's shifting right now for her. And I think that like you would be an idiot to not believe that it's shifting because I know I was standing up against Bethany and her her use of the cease and desist against TikTok creators like Meredith about a, a year ago. I started speaking about this. And no one, like I got killed in my comments because no one really had seen that. Like people were starting to see that side. But for example, Bravo creators and these people that she keeps talking about, these podcasters, for the most part, like most people really loved Bethany. And only in the last few weeks have things really started to turn for her. Meaning if you start scrolling any of these reality pages on Instagram, like any of them. I mean, I'm just going to throw out a couple. Reality Ops. Um, They're on TikTok and Instagram. Besties by Bravo, obviously, is my girl. Um, 
uh, by wig hello drama. Um, um, glorified gossip girl. I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, IG famous by Dana. Like there's so many that are starting to really open up and speak loudly about this. And if you don't have those Bravo fans in your corner, you're screwed as a Bravo creator. And I'm sorry, Bethany will always just be like, to me, she will always be a Bravo person. She's a Bravo personality. Like beyond everything else, she's a reality star. And if you start losing your fans, it's very confusing, I think, for anyone. And I would feel the same way, by the way, with me. Like if you guys all of a sudden, all my dosers started turning on me and starting creating content about things that I'm doing wrong, like I would fucking panic because you guys are in my corner, right? Like we're together in this. So I do believe that there is definitely a panic happening in front of our eyes. But the only way that people like her, and I say people like her, I'm saying, you know, personalities like her to show, instead of showing vulnerability, right? Instead of showing like, okay, I see that I'm pissing you guys off and I get it and I don't want to do that and it doesn't feel good and I'm going to try really hard to toe the line so that I'm not offending so many of you guys, but also bringing you the topics. Like that would be their approach. But instead of showing any vulnerability, she doubles down. She triples down, she even said today on this podcast episode. And she now is going not only like agreeing with everything she's saying, backing up everything she's saying, now she is tearing people down, really tearing people down. And yes, she could be talking about the podcasters that are the big ones. Like she keeps mentioning podcasters that a lot of people think she's talking about Heather McDonald or these other big podcasters who are very open on, in, on their feelings for her. But I think it's mean. I think what she's saying on this, and if I had the, the, um, the com, the, if I had the like way to play you a piece of it right now, I would, but if you watch my stories, I've posted a couple clips, it's taking people down for doing their job by saying that we're jealous. Okay. One thing I can tell you is that I absolutely am not in any way jealous of Bethany. It seems tiring. Am I jealous of her money? Fuck yeah. If she's got it still, I don't even know. Am I jealous of her gorgeous homes? Yeah. Am I jealous of the fact that it looks like she can eat everything and anything all the time and she she's skinny? Sure. I'm not jealous of her uh, place in the world right now. It's not who I am. Like, it's not who I am or who I want to be. I don't think she's talking about me, but I think she's talking about, in general, like, a lot, a lot of creators. And, you know, so it starts to become, like, mean. Mean, right? She's also missing the point entirely. So her entire thing today was talking about how she got to number one, and she's proud of being number one, and... Is it because she got Rachel on her podcast? Absolutely. Does she care that much about Rachel? No. Are you supposed to care so much about your podcast guests? No. But she's number one and she'll be number one again. And she's number one and she's number one and she's number one and she's number one. (laughs) Ah, it's got to be so tiring to be her. It's got to be so tiring. She's ready to fight. She wakes up ready to swing. 
I don't know. I think at the end of the day, um, I'm, I'm tired talking about her. It was fun a few weeks ago and now I'm tired because now I feel like we're watching um, someone unravel in front of our eyes. Like I feel like we're watching someone literally digging their own hole. And I really wonder, like shout out Molly McPherson, the PR queen, friend of mine was on my show. How do we get her some crisis management? She's not aware enough, self-aware enough of like what potential crisis that I think she's walking into, but she ain't leaving anytime soon. And she did refute these Bravo claims. So at the beginning of the episode, she did say that Bravo has now come back because I don't know if you remember, but her attorneys basically put out a notice that reality stars should be able to get out of their NDAs to be able to talk openly and honestly about their experiences on Bravo. And she said, um, how do I find? She she said how she, uh, okay, so yes, the request was that they, uh, that they were to release the reality starts from NDA to discuss mistreatment. But a Bravo spokesperson tells Variety that NDAs are utilized to protect storylines on shows, but not to block individuals from speaking about their personal experiences. And Bethany went off on the fact that this is bullshit. Bravo is lying to you. This is just the corporate talk. They're bullshitting, they're lying, they're gaslighting, et cetera. Because Bravo has never once told they're cast that they're not allowed to talk about storyline. Okay. There cannot be, I am not a cast member on a reality show, but I can almost guarantee that there is NDAs that you're not allowed to let storyline out because my husband works on reality shows and he has to sign NDAs and they're not about treatment. They're about story, cast members, what's happening on the show. So if they're telling crew that they have to you know, keep this stuff. Of course they're telling, you know, the, the cast members. I just think that like, it's, it's getting like bad. It's getting bad. And if I were Paul, who her, her fiance, who in by all respects, like he's the reason for the Jill Zarin interview. And he's probably the reason for the Rachel interview, because I think he's producing her. I would, I don't know, like, is he walking her down this really bad place or is he, enabling her to just like self-destruct. It's bad. Yeah. Enabler. Oh my God. Oh my God. Chris said, Paul, AKA Sam A, which is Britney Spears' husband. I wouldn't be surprised. And I can't wait until like, you know, that relationship ends because remember with her and Jason Hoppy, she was so happy to be with a normal guy. This, I just watched the episode to be with a normal guy who was okay with her, his wife being the, the breadwinner and who was okay with her being more successful. And he supported her. That was what she said about Jason Hoppy. And look how fast all of a sudden Jason Hoppy became the most like scary, tragic, like abusive, awful person who held her at ransom and like put her in horrible situations and scary, scary Jason Hoppy, according to Bethany. When Jason Hoppy was like going around Costco, getting her like samples while she was signing her book for three people on an episode of Bethany getting married. Now I guarantee you Jason Hoppy has signed an NDA. I guarantee you every single person in Bethany's life has signed an NDA. Pretty interesting, right? There is no way 
that Bethany's former assistants haven't signed NDAs. No way. So Bethany, let's get rid of all your exes and all your ki- uh, former assistants NDAs too. If we want the reality stars to be able to be released from their NDAs, like I can guarantee you right now there's an assistant, a former assistant of Bethany's during the skinny girl era when she had that office that is sitting sitting at home and just like with her mouth wide open, drinking wine with her best friend saying like, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand the shit that I went through, but I can't say anything. Because Bethany made me sign an NDA and it ain't about storyline. It was so that she didn't say the honest truth about how Bethany probably acted. I have worked with many people and I have talked to many people who have worked with Bethany, who have worked with Bethany on her TV show, on her failed talk show, who have told the honest truth about the way that Bethany treated them. And it's fucking awful, you guys. Makeup artists, hairstylists. There's a woman who speaks... She was the comedian, the kind of, um, the, um, what was her name? The, um, I mean, what is it called? Like the warm up, the warm up person for live shows. And she has a TikTok that went viral or whatever, saying that Bethany like really strongly mistreated her. So we're not talking about like freaking Mother Teresa over here. This is why this whole thing is so bananas. Okay. Let's move on. I can't do it anymore. Let's move on and talk about Erica Jane. Have you guys listened to Two Teas in a Pod? Two Teas in a Pod, Tamara and Teddy, who you know I love. Tamara and Teddy had um, Erica Jane on their show. Erica Jane from Real Houses of Beverly Hills is doing her residency over the weekend. She just opened it. It's called um, Put It All on Blonde, Bet It All on a Blonde or something like that. It's at the House of Blues. And by all accounts, like I listened to Zach Peter talking about how amazing it was. I think a lot of people think it's a great show. I mean, my friend Sarah from Jeff Loop was obsessed, says it was a great show. So I'm sure it really was. And Teddy and Tamara had her on. And one thing I will always give Teddy is she asks great questions. And Teddy had her on the show. I mean, Teddy asked her a lot of questions. So I listened to it this morning. I will say this. I have not ever been a huge Erica fan. I mean, I think I was season one of Beverly Hills when she first joined, like her first season, I was obsessed. And then I turned pretty fast. She became very unlikable to me. But now this interview made me like her again. So that's a good job. That's a good job on an interview. Like that's the difference I would say between doing an interview for the person's benefit or doing an interview for your benefit. So like Teddy and Tamara knew how to run that interview to make Erica look good. And we were just talking about Bethany. Bethany did that whole three-part interview with Rachel to make Rachel look like shit, in my opinion. But Erica came off really well. I like the idea that she says, you know, I come off very cold on the show. I come off very like, you know, kind of almost like stoic. But that's not because I'm cold. It's because I'm just listening and observing. She's like, I don't judge. And I believe that about her. Um, She talked about Tom. She says that, you know, she's very, very sad about the Tom Girardi situation. Um, She said that, you know, she was heartbroken by all of that. And she still talks to him. If he calls her, she will take the call. He just called her the other day. Um, She is... Yeah, she's she she loved seeming cold. I do think um I do think that she was 
okay with kind of coming off the weight. I think Erica does have that personality as like wall up, right? Wall up. But she talked a lot about the show coming up and this is honestly what made me like, I was so into this. So Teddy was like, okay, so who do you think had a good season or a bad season this upcoming season? And she was like, um, Kyle had a really bad season, which we're not shocked by. But Erica did say, listen, I am not one to pry. If Kyle wants to come to me and say like, this is what's happening, she'll let me know, but I'm not one to pry. I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and just like ask her all the questions. Um, she said Dorit and PK were having struggles in their marriage, which I didn't know about. Did you guys know about that? I really didn't. Um, it's clear she doesn't love Sutton. It's clear that there's like still no uh, love lost there. There's like an, a little bit of a weirdness between her and Sutton and Garcelle. Um, she said they talked about how they think Sutton and Garcelle kind of play the show or act the show to appease the fans, like by listening to Twitter and the blogs or whatever, and then they – kind of come back acting a certain way. Um, do I believe that tr- to be true? Maybe, but I actually think that some people are just more likable on these shows. And Sutton to me and Garcelle, well, Garcelle for sure, but Sutton and Garcelle have always just been really likable to me. I know some people just don't like them, but I don't know if that's like appeasing the fans. I just think that's who they are. Um, I'm trying to think if they said anything else about anything that was like, really telling, oh, she had like a whole diatribe about Denise and Denise showing back up on the show this season. Um, I don't think it went very well. I don't think Erica likes Denise very much. And I really don't think that Teddy and um, Teddy and Tamara liked Denise. It didn't come off to me that they did. Anyway, it was a good interview. I was into it. I liked listening to it. It's it's long. So listen to it on 1.5. You know, she talks about her weight loss. She talks about um, she did mention she's not drinking, which is part of her weight loss, but then she asked for her second vodka soda on the episode. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, it was good. It was good. Okay. I'm going to wrap by uh, talking about a little bit more about um, you guys were very into the stories about the inner workings of podcasters and everything. I will definitely get more into it in a safer way in on my Patreon because – I do think that it's uh, it's definitely like heightened discussion and I never want people to feel like, you know, I am in any way like attacking anyone, but I'm just literally reporting the news to you guys the way that I want to hear the news. See, here's the thing. I find it really interesting. Like there's so many recap shows and so many shows that kind of break down reality shows, shows that we're watching on TV or celebrity stories, like the Britney Spears stories or whatever. There is not a lot of content out there that is breaking down the content that we're all obsessed with online, right? The podcast drama, the Jeff Lewis universe, the just yesterday, the Up and Adam and Zach Peters, you know, fight from Sheena's show. And I am so interested in this stuff as a viewer and as a listener and as a fan that I just want to chat it out with you guys because none of my real life friends give a flying fuck about any of these people, right? They don't know who these people are, which just goes to show like we're such a small niche, right? We're such a small niche and it's so nice to find our people. 
we definitely, definitely enjoy kind of like connecting and um, shooting the shit about these people that no one else knows. Do you guys realize that most people in this world have no idea? Like if you're not in this reality world, you probably don't know who Jeff Lewis is, who Bethany is, who Erica Jane is. I don't think my sister, my sister doesn't watch any reality TV. I don't, I think the only reason she knows who Bethany is, is because she watches my Instagram stories. I don't think she knows who, if I said to Sharoni right now, oh my God, Kyle Richards, Sharoni's my sister. Oh my God, Kyle Richards. She'd be like, who do you go to school with her? Like, who is she? Do you work out with her? (laughs) No, I just watch her on TV. It's kind of embarrassing, (laughs) but I am you. I'm literally you. So I'm just talking about the things that I know you want to talk about because I want to talk about it. I just want someone to talk about with it or talk about it with. So anyway, we all talked about the Heather and Justin Martindale stuff that happened over the weekend yesterday in yesterday's show. Today, Justin Martindale is apparently releasing a free podcast of his podcast. It's called Just Saying with Justin Martindale at 9 Pacific Time. I'm assuming it's 9 um, p.m. Pacific Time. We'll have to see where apparently he's going to release kind of his version of the story between Heather and Justin. And all I know is that shout out to my uh, Jeff Lewis obsessed Sarah. She said that on someone had sent her a screenshot of his Facebook page, his Facebook group. And it says it was hard. They were talking about kind of him and not doing Juicy Scoop anymore. And he says, it was hard, but had to do it. She left me no choice. The gaslighting, the jealousy, the unaccountability, the backstabbing ends. Apparently he deleted the comment. I am not part of the Facebook group. I just saw it in another Facebook group. Um, I have no idea specifically where it came from, actually. I really don't. Um, But He's going to be talking about it. It's really, really, it's so interesting to kind of see this stuff play out. Um, it's, I feel like we're watching the morning show. Like when you watch these shows about the, the behind the scenes of the shows, it's like six levels deep, but I'm so into it. <laughs> I'm so into it. I want to see what's going on. I want to see how this all kind of, you know, comes like, I want to see where it all goes, you know? So, um, So I want to know from you guys what you think. And of course, my Facebook group is going off about it. We're all talking about it too. So lots of people think, you know, okay, so I have a comment here from Cat's Coffee and Cocktails. Is Justin taking this too far? I like him, but no person can control these fan groups. So I was talking to a girlfriend of mine about this yesterday. I do agree. Someone like Heather McDonald, they have huge amounts of fans, like evangelists, right? These people that will really go to town for them. And it's a, Bethany is the same. Um, Jeff Lewis is the same. Brandy and Julie are the same. Like there's a lot of these people, these creators up and at them, like these people that have really, they have stands, right? They will do anything for them. So technically you cannot control your fans, but I know one thing. If you listen to my show and if you're a doser and you've been around for a while, I will tell you that I have always been very, very clear that you can disagree. You can have an opinion that's different than mine or that's different from any of the dosers. But if you start taking people down and you start calling people names and you start with any sort of homophobic, anti-Semitic, um, um, insulting, like racially biased, calling people disgusting names, like that's where we draw the line. 
We draw that line. And if you're a doser, you know that. I would never, ever want you to go to anyone that I talk about at all with a negative way. Like you can say, I don't agree with you. I like this movie or whatever, but you can't say you're an effing child predator. You're an F word, if you know what I mean. And it's not the F-U-C-K word. You can't do that. You do that and you're a doser, you're out. Like I'm not, I'm not down because I'm going to treat you guys the way I would treat, you know, you're an extension of me if you consider yourself a doser. So I don't want I don't want to. So do I think Heather can control her fans? No, there's way too many of them, but she can definitely guide them in the right way. And I think that if you have a, um, a a group of very loyal fans that love your show and love your podcast and really want to be in good graces with you, they will listen. They will listen. That's what I think. So it's real interesting to watch it all go down. Um, who knows the real story? I think Heather and Justin are the only ones that really know the story and they both have their own version of the story, right? So that goes, that's, and same with like up and Adam and Zach. You know, of course I love Zach Peters. I have a relationship with Zach Peters. I don't have a relationship with up and Adam. It's not for any personal reason. We have never had any beef. We've never even chatted, but Zach has asked me to be on his show. I love him. I DM with him and I appreciate him. So I know his side. So of course, my gut feeling with the up and Adam and Zach thing is to be like, oh my gosh, Zach. But I also haven't heard Adam's side from it, you know? And I don't know anything really about Adam. So I think people usually tend to flock to the person that they are they feel a stronger connection with, the person that they feel more comfortable with when it comes to these like feuds, you know? And that's the Justin, um, sorry, that's this like Selena Gomez, Hailey Bieber feud or the uh, Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift feud. Like it's always going to be this way. This is just the way that feuds are. You kind of connect with who you already love. Anyway, you guys, I'm going to drop it there. I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you so much for being an active, happy, supportive side of the doser community. If you disagree with me, you are absolutely allowed to do it, but let's just be kind about it. And yes, I do play with my hair. And yes, I don't know if that will ever stop. So if you are tolerating it and you have tolerated it, (laughs) we're over 150 episodes strong, baby. We're going. We're having fun. All right, you guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye, dosers. You guys are the best after show time. Did I hand? Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.